0: Commit to the play and don't feel like you're the worst one in the class. It's really cool to kind of see them think outside of the box.
1: Sometimes those criticisms aren't necessarily right. It's a great idea, but it has to be educational. Hello everyone and welcome to The Green Room. I'm your host, Wesley Schofield, and I'm sitting here with Maya Wynn, one of our live on-stage guest artists for the 2019-2020 season. Say hello. Hello. (laughs) So she's going to be playing tonight at 7 p.m. By the time you've seen this, it'll be in the past, so don't worry about it. So... (laughs) I'm just gonna get right into it. Um, Give me a little rundown, like how did you get into music? What was that story like?
0: I started playing uh, piano when I was three and I started taking lessons around that age. Uh, I took them for a few years and I've always loved the piano and writing music, playing music, it's just always filled me with a lot of joy. Um, And then when I was about 13, I started writing my first songs that I was actually singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I taught myself guitar and drums and ukulele and mandolin and dulcimer and uh, organ and <laughs> everything else. And um, it became sort of, I don't know, it was, I was almost addicted to the feeling of, of learning a new instrument because it always brought new sounds. And mm-hmm. um, I love writing in new genres and trying new things. And um, I just, try to keep growing as an artist and challenging myself in new ways, and yeah, I'm still here. (laughs)
1: Cool, okay. So for being piano, you said you take lessons. For other stuff, is it more just organic play, or do you just sort of follow along with someone else teaching you?
0: Yeah, I've taught myself pretty much everything except for the piano. Um, I don't take piano lessons anymore. I stopped when I was like 10. Um, But yeah, everything I, I teach myself or I'll watch videos on youtube mm-hmm. uh and i love playing around with things and and once you learn a couple instruments you s- start to see patterns in mm-hmm. other instruments you know it's the same notes just created in different ways you yeah know? and uh it's really fun to find those through lines um yeah i think it's it's pretty free-flowing creative process
1: interesting so what kind of what what influences you for music? Do you take influence from other sounds, or do you try to try to close yourself in and be a, be a totally original?
0: <laughs> that is, it's very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely notice. Um, obviously, everybody wants to be original and they want to create music that nobody's ever heard before. But it's really hard. There's over, I think, eighty million songs on Spotify alone. Dang yeah. Um, there's a lot. Of music out there Mm -hmm. and statistically it's going to just get harder and harder to be original there's only so many notes that you can create (laughs) and only so many patterns but I think originality really comes from you and your emotion Um, I think even if you're playing I think you and I could play the same exact song Mm -hmm. and the way that you would perform it the way you would connect with it is very different than the way that I would you know and I think that's where the originality comes from is your personal story, your personal emotion and influence on a song rather than trying to create something that nobody's ever heard before. I think it's really about showing the world what makes you an individual, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Wow.
1: So who inspires your sound? Like where where do you get your influences from?
0: That's a good question. Um, I listened to a lot of Radiohead growing up. Uh, but I also really enjoy Nora, Nora Jones, Florence and the Machine, uh, The Beatles, um, Ingrid Michaelson, uh, Iron and Wine. Um, I listen to everything. I, I, I feel like I've been slacking on the listening to music mm-hmm. since I became a professional musician. I feel like my whole world is music, and so I forget to listen yeah. to other music and enjoy it because I'm constantly creating and performing and and I think the more you do that the harder it becomes to really listen and enjoy without thinking about all those things and
1: I feel the same way about hard. about video <laughs> like when I go and see a movie nowadays it's not I don't really ever just get to sit back and be like that was great yeah. I'm sitting there <laughs> and be like I mean the lighting was cool I wonder how they did that or yeah. oh, I don't know about that acting and mm-hmm. I really pick it apart and sometimes I I like that cuz it's it benefits my craft, for sure. Exactly. Other times I'm just like, can I calm down? Can I just, yeah, just enjoy this?
0: Totally. It's so easy to lose the sense of um, enjoyment of mm-hmm. art once you're creating it. Uh, oh, it's so hard. But I'm trying to get better at it. I'm trying to get better at just listening and enjoying and appreciating art because there's no wrong way to create music. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. I think there's no there's no right or wrong way to do it. If you're getting something out of it, if you're creating something that makes you happy, then that, you know, that's what it's about. You, for sure. Yeah. You're doing it right. <laughs>
1: so, I guess building on the topic of now that now that you kind of are a musician for a living. Yeah. Is, is it playing, like when you're at home, is it more of like you're practicing, you're training, or are you just like playing for fun? How has that relationship changed?
0: Um, I definitely, I think now that I am a full-time working musician, I think it's, my moments of inspiration are very different. I used to come home from school or work yeah. and, and I would, be so overwhelmed with those emotions and just crave creating music and I would write at the end of every day and now that my work is music at the end of the day I don't want to write you Mm -hmm. know I I don't um, it takes a lot more build-up now for (laughs) for the creative process to start again so I've been learning to give myself a break you know it's okay to not always be inspired Mm -hmm. I think there's this pressure to always have inspiration with everything and I don't um, I think it builds and then I just let it happen whenever it happens and then all of a sudden you know in one day I'll write eight songs and though I haven't written a song for five months you know or um yeah I'll just wait for it to happen and I know to not force it and um I think a lot of my inspiration right now emotionally is just about the, the journey that I'm on as far as a musician and finding whatever my voice is in the industry in the world and yeah. <laughs> I relate with that
1: a lot because yeah, like every day at work, like you're designing a new flyer, you're making a new video and while it is still like it's so fun to be creative for a living and yeah. like I I can never take that for granted. Like I'm eternally thankful for it. But it is totally different, like when I go home and I'm like, What do I wanna make now? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll get inspired at like one in the morning and I'm like, No, I gotta go to work tomorrow. I need to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But it's like the art time is now. Yeah. So now that you're, you're going around, you're playing shows, what's been an interesting, an interesting thing about being a full-time music- musician now that you probably didn't know when you got started?
0: Mm. I think <laughs> the biggest thing I wasn't prepared for was how messed up my schedule was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, last week, I was staying up until like six or seven in the morning. Um, because I'm recording a lot right now and we're recording in a home studio and so to try to get as quiet as possible we're recording at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like shifting between night shift and day shift and then I'll be doing outreach, you know, during, in the mornings and shows at night and staying up till two in the morning just from those shows and then my schedule has been so crazy. So that's been the biggest surprise for me because you always think about it. You're like, oh, you know, there's going to be late nights because of mm-hmm. shows, but oh man, my life is a mess right now there's no there's no schedule it's just all over the place and that kind of it's reflected in my overall schedule too Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. you never know what opportunities you're gonna get and you can't plan for them so you'll get a call and there'll be this huge opportunity and then you have to pause everything else and go do this and I feel like that's my life right now you know just waiting for the next thing to happen and make everything work and it's it's sort of like driving blind Yeah. And someone yelling at you, go left, Yeah. (laughs) go right, (laughs) and then you just go and and hope for the best. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: It's interesting once you kind of get the ball rolling with something that it feels like takes so much work to get it going, it goes really, really fast. Mm -hmm. Like in the last like two years here, there's been so much opportunity and things that's exploding that it's like, whoa, I'm still trying to figure out what we're doing last week and now we're doing five new things and it's a lot. But it's it's an interesting thing to navigate, for sure. Because then at the end of a crazy week, you're like, I'm alive. Yeah. I survived. Oh, my gosh. We're here.
0: <laughs> it goes so fast. And I think that's the other thing. When you're working on these big projects, I think time feels like it goes by faster. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have these big milestones. And, you know, I feel like the last three years have gone by so fast. And there's so many projects I have backlogged. I have, like, 40 videos I have to finish. Oh, man. So many things I have to finish. <laughs> and that's not including the album I'm working on. and everything else is, it's just insane. And that's all floating in my brain all day. I feel like my brain is just chaos Mm -hmm. all the time right now because I'm thinking about all the things I have to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Is this something that you, you kind of had your, your eyes set on for a long time or was it like, oh, I'm doing, I'm getting good and now I'm getting noticed and oh, now it's my job.
0: I definitely really wanted to be an actress when I was Mm -hmm. younger. I wanted to be in film. Uh, And I've done some film work, and I've been in some independent films. Um, So that's still a dream of mine. But that's definitely where I thought I was going to go. You know, I wanted to be uh, an actress, and I wanted to be, you know, on Disney Channel. I wanted to be a Disney Channel star when I was, like, five. Uh,
1: (laughs) Didn't we all? (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: And then, you know, wanting to go into that world was my big dream. And then I didn't really think that I was good enough to be a musician for a really long time. I was in choir, Mm -hmm. and I taught myself instruments. And it was really just... A cathartic emotional thing for me until I was about about (laughs) 16 years old Um, I played my first coffee shops open mics um, started playing in bars and I really enjoyed it and when those things started to be more successful and I started to get better at it it became more of a dream you Mm -hmm. know I just didn't really think I was good enough for a really long time
1: yeah what kind of made you believe in your what? What broke that, like self-doubt?
0: I think it was it was definitely a, I gained confidence the more that I performed uh, in front of people, the more that I got better. And I definitely did not start out amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. It took time, <laughs> and it's still I'm still growing and learning. And um, I think it was just when you know when something goes really well, you know, you know when something goes really bad, mm-hmm. and you know when something goes really well. And the more that those moments. Where a song goes really well and somebody comes up to you after the show and they're like, wow, you know, that song meant a lot to me or brought me to tears or, um, you know, thank you for performing that song and those moments and and realizing, you know, hey, I'm doing this and meaning something to these people and and people are relating to it and I'm connecting and, um, you know, maybe I, I made a few flubs in that song and I played the wrong chord in that song or messed up in this way, but. I nailed that song and it felt really good. And I feel like if I can just get better, maybe I can do that for a whole show. And, mm-hmm. you know, almost all the songs will be really good. And, <laughs> and uh, it just made me more confident and wanted to keep trying and getting, to keep getting better. And I, you know, I started out not being that good. So I got used to making mistakes mm-hmm. on stage, you know, and, and working through that to get to the other side of it. And so I think I, I, I've i seen that growth and that it's possible. Yeah. And so I know that I can get to where I want to go. It just takes time.
1: When you're on stage and you do mess up, how how do you play it cool? Like, what's <laughs> what's that like?
0: It's hard. I think you just have to be okay with laughing at yourself mm-hmm. and um, acknowledging it. I think the most awkward thing is when people make a huge mistake and then pretend like it didn't happen, and then their face turns red, and then everybody feels awkward, and the audience feels awkward, mm-hmm. and it's just just collective. Awkwardness, and I think one of the biggest things about it is just acknowledging it, even if it's with a little laugh or, you know, making it something that you and the audience are like, oh yeah, this just happened. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I what think I've, I've I've mentioned
1: <laughs> it before on the podcast. Like when you kind of get to put out your own insecurities in front like when you're the one to address it mm-hmm. literally everyone is just they can't hold it over you anymore so it's just like haha we just shared a, a little moment Look yeah at that.
0: exactly and it makes you human yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> so going like from not being this your job to this being your job what would what be some stuff you would tell someone wanting to get started who wants this to be their job
0: I think one of the biggest things I've seen in the industry in both music and film um, is that There are people who believe in themselves right away and they put in the work behind themselves and then there are people who Don't believe in themselves enough. They want to do these things, but they don't think that they're good enough And so they wait and they wait and they wait and they wait and they use their time All of that energy inside them supporting other people instead Mm -hmm. um, And being on the sidelines and I think the most important thing you can do is to take the risk of believing in yourself because you're putting in that effort and that time anyway whether it's for yourself or for somebody else so you might as well be learning and growing as an artist yourself and believing in yourself and putting that time and that energy and that money and all of that effort behind your own dream because then in 10 years from now instead of being like the most amazing support in the world you'll Mm -hmm. be the most amazing you in the world you know so I guess that would be my advice (laughs) <laughs> that's
1: some strong, that's some strong advice for sure. Cause I've seen that a lot, especially like I've known a lot of people who say, I really want to, but, and then there's a list of things and yeah. then it's like, well, if I help you do X, Y, and Z, well then, will you do it now? And they're like, nah, I don't know. But once you do kind of see someone being like, you know what, I'm just going to try it, see what happens. Yeah. Amazing things happen.
0: Exactly. Well, and if you think about it, there's so many things like, I think we hold ourselves Accountable to this really high standard Mm -hmm. and we think oh, we can't can't be a musician unless I'm at least this good You know, I'm not as good as XYZ So I couldn't be a musician then you think about there's people out there Who are just barely starting but they're out there and they're putting themselves out there even though, you know Maybe it's not very good. Maybe they mess up 20 times, Mm -hmm. but they're out there and they the only difference is that they're They're believing in themselves and they're taking that risk right away, you know and I think you just gotta you gotta take that jump and you gotta do it. Um, I have a friend who I really believe in, and uh, she's a writer. But her whole life, she's been doing other jobs because she doesn't believe that she could be a writer, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's so good, and it's just about it taking that. And that step is hard. So find a way to make the step, and and it's really surprising to me when you do take that step and things start falling into place because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you know, in your gut what you're supposed to be doing. And, um, it's just really hard to, the unknown is hard. And the idea of possible failure is hard. But, um, I guess once you've failed enough times, then it's not so scary anymore. Like failure isn't that bad, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) failure means that you tried and failure means that you believed in yourself enough to try. Um, and I was reading something about, about confidence and how to build confidence. And there's this thing called like 100 hundred Days of, of uh, Rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you just go around and you ask people ridiculous things that they have to say no to. So you get <laughs> used to the idea of rejection. And yeah. it becomes easier to be confident because rejection isn't so scary mm-hmm. anymore. Um, and I think that's part of it too. It's just the fear of rejection and failure. Because those are scary things. But um, yeah, once you get past those things, all you have is the possibility of something beautiful.
1: Mm -hmm. I see a lot too is a lot of people, yeah, they are definitely afraid to even put in the first try because they're worried that like that first failure will end the future. But what I've noticed is like, especially like when I was getting started in graphic design and definitely video, like at the time you you do something and sometimes designs just don't connect with people. And that's also another thing about creativity as a living is it's super subjective. Totally. But like some things don't connect with people and other times like it's, it is objectively bad. Let's say like the video like (laughs) is shaky. It's out of focus. Like you literally can't see anything. The design is oversaturated. You can't read what it says, like whatever. But the second you kind of get after that one, it's immediately like you then know what to do next time. Absolutely. And some people give criticism way better than others. Um, And there's a way to take, you know, like I hate it or you could do this better in better ways mm-hmm. but it's kind of yeah getting making the first failure is actually a good thing because the second you do it, you realize like oh well i'm still alive so that's yeah. fine
0: when i think as a as a species we we are wired to focus on negative things mm-hmm. because that means something needs to be fixed and so our brains even if you receive like a hundred compliments and then one negative comment your brain is only going to focus on that negative comment yeah. so you have to sort of reteach your brain to celebrate The positives, you know, Mm -hmm. like, okay, maybe the video was shaky and oversaturated, but what I said in the video was really good, and, you know, and and my confidence was really good. And, you know, like, learning how to accept the positives and the negatives and not just Mm -hmm. the negatives is a really hard thing to do, but it's something that I'm working on too. Um, Because I do that after shows, you know, I'll think about all the the little things that I did wrong, and I missed that note, or I said the wrong thing, or I shouldn't have done this, and um, instead of saying, oh, you know, this thing was great, and these things went really well, and I did this right, and um, yeah, it's a challenge.
1: <laughs> it is a challenge for sure. I think as, as artists, whether you draw, paint, play music, make videos, whatever, it's, it's really about, like, rolling with the punches and understanding that one mistake is not the end of everything, Yeah. so. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Where Hi. can the audience find you?
0: I'm everywhere. If you can spell my name, uh, M-A-I-A-H w-y-n-n-e you can find me anywhere anywhere <laughs> online um facebook instagram spotify youtube uh i'm even on tiktok now i'm really bad oh, at TikTok. man it'll probably disappoint you i'm also really bad at twitter but i'm there <laughs> um <laughs> uh so if you want to see my horrible tweets or boring tiktok account um me
1: i hope you get a million followers from this <laughs> <Me too. laughs> well i'm excited for your show tonight and thank you again for sitting down with us
0: yeah thank you so much for having me
1: and cut Woo.